0: This is episode two of Consoling Myself with Twan. First episode done and dusted Atari 400. Obviously wasn't mine. Uh, I did explain in the episode it belonged to my brother. But this episode is about the first console I got. That's in fact the first brand new console I got, which was the Sega Game Gear. Cast your mind back. Way back. Twan was somewhere between 12 and 14, I reckon. Important things to know I didn't have a TV in my bedroom My parents weren't a fan of that as an idea uh, Other important things to know It's possible my brother had a supernes at the time, but I can't remember fully if he did He had his own TV. Well, he had his own TV anyway, uh, so he could have had a supernes I didn't have a TV and uh, my aunt She asked me one year what I wanted for Christmas and I told her Sega Game Gear now things that stick in my mind about this one the Mega Drive was out the Master System was out I said the NES was out and I'm pretty certain the SNES was out as well and the Game Boy maybe the Game Boy Color and the Atari Lynx probably but I wanted a game console I wanted my own game console that wasn't somebody else's they could kick me off I could play wherever I was and the Sega Game Gear did exactly that 149.99 I think it was it was not cheap it was around i mean i think at the time a Super NES may have been 130 140 maybe even 150 but the Game Gear was it it was color in the same way that Game Boy wasn't it had games that i recognized it had portability and if I remember rightly it had stereo sound once you plugged in headphones but I'd made my decision I wanted a game gear Now, as you all know of course someone can tell you not to play it but it was mine and I could go to my room and play it or I could be in the car and play it. so I I put the request in with my aunt fully expecting her to tell me to uh, go take a long walk off a short pier but that didn't happen Now, my birthday is very close to Christmas, so I think I got it as a joint birthday Christmas present, but it arrived. A box, a Sega Game Gear, and I think for £150 you may have got Sonic included. I'm trying to remember if it was Sonic or Columns. It was one of the two, but I got it. I had a power adapter so I didn't need to worry about the batteries, but it took six AA batteries, and it said you could get between three and five hours gaming off those batteries. You could not get five hours gaming off those batteries. You were lucky if you got three hours gaming. And after a few weeks, I discovered a fatal flaw in the design of the Game Gear. If you are playing on batteries, and the battery light starts flashing. That's how you know the batteries are running low. And you're like, it's okay. I've got my power adapter, I'll plug my power adapter and all will be good. When you plugged your power adapter in, the Game Gear reset itself. Oh my goodness. That was a sad day. Because obviously if you've run out of batteries, you've probably been playing a while and for some games that can get you quite far. And I remember losing all my progress. I was heartbroken. In the only way that 13, 14 year old schoolboys can be heartbroken, I suppose. So yeah, I, I had my Game Gear. had Columns. I had Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I love playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Then I know I had, I think, Mickey Mouse's Castle of Illusion. Which was a Mickey Mouse themed game, and I think I definitely enjoyed that one. But I would have only had three or four cartridges at a time, so you—it's uh, not like today when I could you can download a, a game for your Switch or your PlayStation, or even play free games online. You got a cartridge, and that was the game that you played. Uh, some people got lots of cartridges. Uh, I, I didn't. I don't remember getting cartridges ever as present, so I'm guessing I saved up and bought them myself. Maybe, maybe some second-hand ones from guys at school, I don't, I don't really remember. Uh, but I'm pretty certain I had five or six games at one point. But it, it was the Game Gear that signalled my one and only attempt to get published for gaming. Cast Your Mind Back. There used to be these things called gaming magazines. And before I bought my game gear, I would buy all of them. I got a little bit of pocket money each month, and I would spend that on CVG, Computer and Video Games, on, I'm guessing, NES Power or Nintendo Power and Sega Power which were two Sega magazines and it Sega and Nintendo magazines done by the same publishing house I probably bought Games Master as well so uh, every month I'd buy these magazines and they'd come with uh, really rubbish freebies like the cheapest pair of in-ear headphones you could ever purchase but they'd be free with the magazine and would be like wow, I've got my own headphones in. yeah, headphones The fact they hurt your ears, the fact that often one was broken or they were tinny or crackly or the wire, didn't matter, headphones free, wow. Uh, You also got hint and tip books, so uh, people would write in with hints and tips or cheat codes or the cheat codes would be released and um, occasionally they'd pack these all together in little very cheap books alphabetical order or by console in alphabetical order but you'd have a book of all the cheat codes Uh, in these magazines one of the things I noticed was the star letter or the top letter always got something pretty cool maybe a a £50 W.H. Smith voucher or a £50 virgin game uh, virgin Megastore voucher, or, or a fifty-pound voucher for Dixons, or wherever. But essentially, you got a voucher that you could probably go buy a game with, or, or you got a cool set of headphones, or you got a new game, or you got a all these fascinating things. And I, I, desperate to get one of these because I had my Game Gear, and I had a few games for it. But I wanted more, and I just didn't have the money for more. And that brings me on to one of the games I bought. I think I may have requested it as a birthday present. The the games were expensive so you're looking at like 25, 30 quid. And uh, I don't think they were much more than that. Maybe 19 may may have been some really cheap ones. But anyway, for some reason I ended up with Tasmania. Now you may remember Taz the cartoon character from your childhood or my childhood or your kid's childhood but they made a game sideward scroller for the uh, for the uh, Game Gear I presume it was on the Mega Drive a lot of the Game Gear games were just Mega Drive sorry not Mega Drive I keep saying that were master system ports the reason I corrected myself is the uh, Mega Drive was 16 bit whereas the Game Gear and the Master System were both 8-bit and in fact for your Game Gear you could get a Master System cart adapter why you'd own a Master System and a Game Gear I don't know but uh, that's, that's just uh, one of the uh, add-ons you could get for your Game Gear I had Tasmania and as all my games you'd have to play them until you completed them what else are you gonna do? So yeah, I uh, reading reading through these magazines. One of the things that was very obvious was they really liked like they really liked it when they, people gave playthroughs. So where they maybe drew out a level and said, "This is where your baddies are. This is where your bosses are. This is where," and I thought, well. That's what they really like. If it doesn't get star letter, it would get runners-up letter, or maybe twenty quid or twenty-five quid, whatever it was. I thought this is what I need to do. I am gonna draw the entire game for Tasmania. I don't even—I don't even know if it was called Tasmania. Uh, it be, yeah. So, uh, so that's what that was made for paper and a pencil, and I drew out the entire game. I am no artist but it's a sideways scroller so essentially a couple of parallel lines and then you draw out what was happening on screen as best as I could and how you'd have to use the special powers and where you attack and how you attack and where to jump everything now I can only imagine I spent a couple of weeks drawing this and then testing it and then drawing it and then testing it until it got to the point where there was nothing more i could add the game was fair still fairly modern so they should still want to publish it uh, i hassled my parents can i get a stamp for can, can we post this and I, okay yeah so what is it told them they're like okay In the way that parents are... uh, Before Fortnite and Call of Duty championships and multi-million pound and multi-million dollar streamers came along, parents weren't as convinced that uh, gaming was the uh, road to fortunes. Uh, Yeah, so uh, they posted this off and I waited. And I waited and I waited. I mean, who else is going to have hand-drawn an entire game? Who else? Yeah, the other the other issue with it being a Game Gear is if I did it on a Mega Drive, maybe I could film it, record it onto a VCR. But on a Game Gear, not an option, not an option at all. So, uh, yeah, I uh, waited and waited. And then I'll say some months later, because I don't think it was the next issue. I don't think it was the issue after that. But the issue after that, there... I turned to the uh, letters page and looked. And bearing in mind I'd sent them multiple 4s And I thought at worst they're going to pull a page out for the end boss. Or pull out a page where I've said this is where the bonus room is. Because I've seen them do stuff like that before. Because they're not going to be able to print. Say 16s double-sided sheets of uh, A4 hand-drawn Tasmania, oh, that was going to take a couple of pages. No. Hidden away somewhere pointless in the in the letters page was something along the lines of, here's a tip from Tuan. He says, when you get to the boss, jump and attack, jump and attack, or something like that. And that was it. And from that moment on, I stopped buying computer game magazines. Certainly wasn't writing into them. But I was furious. Absolutely furious. Because I couldn't work out why they didn't want to use what I'd drawn. Now, hindsight tells me it would have been absolutely rubbish. Also, grey pencil on white paper... Even if they had put a couple of pages up, or miniaturised some pages, or taken a section of a page, it would have looked really bad in the magazine. Would have also filled loads of pages, but yeah, they're not going to... Oh yeah, absolutely furious, absolutely furious. So yeah, that was Tasmania. So uh, I uh, I completed games, I did complete them. Other things you could get for the Game Boy, I, mean, I touched on it a second ago, was you can get uh, adapters for it. So I think I had a screen magnifier. Now uh, not the greatest bit of technology but a simple bit of technology that existed for the Game Boy and uh, all it did is like put a magnifier glass all it did was like putting a magnifying glass in front of uh, your screen, nothing uh, too great but it gave you a bigger screen, you would see the pixels more on your Game Gear but that was, uh, that was fine. Uh, I touched on the fact earlier that it used 6 AA batteries so you'd buy battery packs, so you get battery packs that replace the batteries. But then you'd also get battery packs that plugged into the power socket section. And then you'd get headphones. Uh, headphones good for playing in the car so not to annoy your parents or my brother and sister. Or my parents and my brother and sister. My headphones wouldn't annoy your parents. I'm thinking of some of the games I had for it. They had something that was a bit like Something that was a bit like, what they what would they have called it? Uh, I want to say Top Gun, but I'm not talking about Top Gun. But essentially an aerial shooter, like third person for a plane. So afterburner-esque, I think that was called Aerial Assault. Had Alien Three now. I never saw Alien Three, so I don't know how true to gaming it was. I seem to think that you had a uh, you had a lot of weapons in Alien Three in the game on the Game Gear, but the, the film Alien Three, I think, it was famous for the fact that it didn't have re- weapons. So yeah, that was a bit different. i chase HQ. Uh, I mentioned Castle of Illusion starring Missile, sorry, Castle of Illusions st- with Mickey Mouse. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, trying to remember. The trouble is, because of how my memory is, did I see these games or am I remembering them? Definitely had columns. Definitely had columns. No denying that. Part of me feels, uh, had Sonic. I had a racing game. What was it? GP or something like that. But I, that had like uh, it was proper race tracks. But. proper racetracks, but I really I mean I don't play racing games now not proper racing like technically good racing games I play Burnout and that's about it racing games aren't really for me uh, I can't remember what it was called though I want to say GP I don't think it was uh, then kind of the other game that I bought for it and I definitely remember playing this was a version of NBA Jam I don't know what version of NBA Jam it was but I had it. My friend had it on the Mega Drive and obviously the Game Gear version was just not as good not as good at all but it was fun when you compared it to the uh, Mega Drive version, you did realise that the Game Gear was a bit of a a, a poor distant cousin to the game Gear, uh, to the Mega Drive, and the lack of power compared to that was did really ruin a few of the games. Uh, I had a Shinobi game. I think I was pretty rubbish at that. Uh, I think I might have tried a football game. I'm just trying. Oh yeah, so I think I had a. I don't know. Would it be? I'm trying to remember. So there was an overhead football. Oh, sorry, kind of overhead football game. But I just couldn't control it. I think if you ran in a straight line and turned right, the ball didn't go with you. You had to kind of tempt the ball round. I didn't. I didn't get it myself. Uh, I had a game called like Wonder Boy that was very strange I didn't get very far on that I think it was I, I think it may have been some form of Zelda type game I don't know if the genre was very well but I tried playing it but it just didn't it really didn't pull me in at all um uh, game i've probably played most columns i mean it was a really good theme tune in my opinion it is recognizable as tetris but really only if you had any sega consoles but i think tetris is probably recognized by more people because i think my dad had tetris on a pc at one point uh, yeah, any other games that I perhaps still had? Oh, yeah, there was the, the, uh, I think I borrowed someone's four-in-one cartridge that may have had some tennis on it. They played really play tennis. Uh, and then kind of, I have a feeling I had a paperboy cartridge as well, but... Another game that really didn't pull me in in the slightest. Paperboy, I just, nothing happened and there was nothing interesting that got me interested in what was happening. Uh, The last game I know I bought for it, and I, one, I definitely know I bought it. But two, I also definitely know it was the last game I bought. And, uh The reason for that is fairly simple. The last game I bought was Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Now, it was a fighting game, so it wasn't much going on with it. But the reason it was important, and the reason I bought it, is Sega chose to allow blood on the Game Gear version. I think it had a blood on and blood off setting whereas at the time the Super NES had Mortal Kombat and there was no there was no uh, blood available for it yeah so yeah I, I had a uh, Mortal Kombat on the Game Gear, which wasn't as fancy as some of the other versions, but it did have blood. and I learnt a lot of the fatalities. One of the things I so game Mortal Kombat was t- either twenty seven ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine. And the reason I remember that and the reason I know I bought it, the reason I know it was the last game I bought for it, was soon after buying it and soon after playing it, my mum told me that the lady I babysat for wanted to buy it for her kid. And I thought, that's a bit strange. So I chatted to the lady I babysat for she was like, how much do you want for it? And I I am dreadful and have I've got a lot better as I've got older. But I was just like, 25 quid? So that was a Game Gear, Game Gear case, battery pack, power supply, probably six or twelve rechargeable batteries because you need a spare set of rechargeables so you can charge them up. And a battery charger, six games, the cases for them, plus Mortal Kombat, which I'd bought a month before for 30 quid-ish. I sold it to her for 25 pounds what a plonker Uh, a common theme in my life when it comes to selling stuff to friends Uh, I've no idea what their value is I just pick a number out that sounds like it works for them so yeah that was the game gear I didn't own the TV tuner uh, I remember my brother having a uh, black and white portable, like little tiny, probably the size of an the size of a Nintendo DS or something now. But it, it was a black and white TV with a big old area to stick up. And he he borrowed it off a friend, or he bought it, and uh, we went to London drive to, to visit family in London, and he he could only get signal when the car had stopped. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a bit funny. That was a bit funny. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I uh, sold my game gear, sold all my stuff. And then was in the market for another console. And I know what I bought, and I know who I bought it from. But I do know... If I was, let's say I was 20, let's say I was 13 when I got the Game Gear. Let's say 12 when I got the Game Gear. If I was 12 when I got the Game Gear, it's possible it was nearly 20 years till I'd next bought a brand new console. So I didn't rush into new console buying. And the next brand new console I bought is a wonderful story that involves uh, a broker washing machine and the police. However, we've got a number of consoles to cover before we get to that. And the next uh, console we'll be covering off will be the classic Super Nintendo! So yeah. Tell me about the second hand Super Nintendo I bought. I'm pretty certain I remember who I bought it from. And actually quite some quite interesting stuff about that Super Nintendo and the stuff that it came with. But as always, that'll be for the next depot. So But as always, that will be for the next episode of Consoling Myself with Twan.